This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I'm joined by the incredibly lovely <laughs> Guy Pusey. How are you doing, Guy? I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm feeling very lovely. Thank you, that's very sweet. Are you feeling nice and cool in this lovely air-conditioned studio? Yes, it's muggy outside, but it's, we're very nice and it's, cool in It's here. more than muggy. We're just not prepared for this weather in the UK, no, I feel. No, I think that actually you could rent this out as an apartment when you're not using it. <laughs> because people would gladly sleep under this desk just thinking... I could I could sit here all day and talk about apartments in London mm. and the most ridiculous listings that go up in spare room. They're insane. But but, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> let, let, let's let's talk a little bit about you. So you are over at Grazia. I am. Um, and you, what is your role again? Celebrity, celebrity director. director which mm, sounds fancy. In, yeah, it sounds really <laughs> fancy. Um, when I I'm, I'm, my business cards are arriving soon, and I'm just going to just like start pinning them around town on yeah. lampposts and things. Um, it just means basically that I'm head of celebrity content. Yeah. And news and things like that and reaching out to the celebrities who we would put in Grazia um, which is just really fun I feel really very lucky I'm quite new so I'm still learning okay I mean it must be such an, a fascinating world to dive into it is I think that people present that sort of it's what it's what who they are and then who they want people to see them as so every time you interview someone and they put on their sort of persona to be quoted yeah and then obviously your dictaphone goes off and you sure. say the interview's over and then they change completely. They've been really, really nice to you. I'm sure you get this. They've been so, so nice to you. And then your dictaphone goes off and you and say goodbye. And they're like, nice to meet you, Ben. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to name who did that. But it was just like, did, they, did that actually oh, yeah, happen? Yeah, Someone yeah, called you Ben. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you her name later. But it's just like, <laughs> I've been sitting with you for about four hours and my name has come up several times. Oh, my gosh. That's, that, 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 that hurts my feelings. It, it hurt my feelings. But there must be some incredible people out there who you've got to work with and you've you've seen their kind of persona out there in the world and you have yes. this idea of them as a celebrity and yes. then you've met them and they have matched that because I'm sure there are a lot of people like that yeah I went to Cannes recently to interview Chloe Sevigny who's an Amer- American actress who I absolutely have always idolised and when the opportunity came up uh, if the, the organisers asked her, would you mind flying to Cannes for a couple of hours to sit down with Chloe Sevigny? And I was like, sure. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, why sure, not? I think I can clear that in my schedule. <laughs> but you do go and you think, God, what if she's horrendous? Yeah. What if this woman who I've, I've idolised for 20 years mm. and loved her work for all this time, what if she's horrible? Mm-hmm. And then you sit down and she's like, I love your shoes. I love your shoes. Oh. Where are they from? And I'm like, they're the most expensive things. I can't. Aff- I could not afford these <laughs> shoes. I got them from like a charity shop. She's like, are they churches? Are they churches? She, she's like, you got holes in them. You need to go to a cobbler. <laughs> and she was so nice and lovely. But it's it's really ch- it's such a relief when people deliver on the persona they've presented to you in in the media. Absolutely. I I hear a lot of people these days. And I don't know if, if you have any comment on this, but there's kind of like an old school way of being. And I yeah. hear about you know celebrities who've been in the industry a long time. Somebody recently mentioned Jerry Halliwell to mm-hmm. me as being an example of somebody who is you know just as lovely as she appears right. and. She she will give you the time of day and you know if she's booked to do a job for an hour she will be present and she will be there for the full right. hour and and throw herself into it and it's kind of old school way of thinking but apparently some of the newer celebrities exactly i think but yeah, i think that these people you know i a lot of them are wonderful but you do see sometimes the, a certain entitlement mm-hmm. because you know you've they've got 
social media presences that mean they've got people telling them how wonderful they are like yes. every second of their day and i don't judge them for believing that a little bit so if i if they come in and don't really want to fulfill the 45 minutes that was promised <laughs> yes um then they kind of think okay well we're done now and it's like oh no but we're not yeah we, we're really not we're really not <laughs> we've, <laughs> you know, we've got, got obligations do, yeah. you know there's you know i used to work at a newspaper and it was sort of you know i've got a two-page feature due tomorrow and that's a thousand words and right now you've probably said about 35 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to kind of need you to stay just a tiny bit more just, just a, a little, tiny bit more it's interesting you mentioned social media there mm. do, you, do you think that is changing you know the way we kind of perceive celebrities and you know you have the whole influencer world which yeah. I, I guess I even fall into mm. and I think it's uh, I don't want to say toxic because you know I owe my career to it and I think there are so many wonderful things that come out of the mm-hmm. kind of influencer celebrity world but I think there are I, there are a lot of drawbacks there really are I was recently um, interviewing Misha Barton and Justin Bobby because they're in that new Hills reboot because Misha Barton has joined the cast because is she I, the one in the OC she was in she the was OC Marissa. she was Marissa oh, I loved Marissa and I loved Marissa <laughs> and it was to be in her presence was just oh my god yeah She's so pretty. She's so pretty. Yeah. And um, so she was in the OC and the OC inspired the TV show Laguna Beach, which was billed as the real OC. And then the Laguna Beach spun off into the hills. And so Misha Barton is appearing in a reboot of a reality TV series that was a spinoff of a show that was inspired by the show that she starred in. Sure. And I was I was like. What? <laughs> and she was like, "Isn't that matter?" Um, but yeah, what we were, what she was saying is, when I met her, is that you used to tune into these shows to see every week what these people had been up to, and you couldn't wait to see if Audrina and Justin had made out at that party, and you didn't know from their Insta stories, and you didn't know from their posts, and so now I, it's changed the way that we view these famous people. Mm. Uh, you know, you used to pick up. Uh, a magazine or or watch an interview on television because you hadn't actually you weren't aware of what they'd been up to lately yes. and they would tell you they would go on the Graham Norton show and be like you'll never guess what I've done and you're like I know what you've we done know, we saw it <laughs> I know but like you know I was at Glastonbury I'm like I know you were <laughs> do, you, do you think that comes with that a certain en- entitlement for people to, to to know what's going on with these people's lives yeah I think so and I think that's uh, particularly affected someone like the Duchess of Sussex at the moment people mm. are arguing at the moment about whether or not she has a right to say please don't photograph at me at Wimbledon and that's something we've been discussing a lot in the office this week and people think that they have a right to do a right to every aspect of her partly because we're paying for the family yeah. But partly because we're so used to getting all of it. Yes. You know, she used to have, when she was just an actress before she met Harry, she had social media profiles. She had a blog. She gave a certain, a certain element of her life out for people to scrutinize and you know, interact with. And so I think people now are a little bit like, you gave us a chunk of your life and we want more or we still deserve that chunk, mm. even though lives change and she's had a child and and people get older and people delete social media profiles. Um, People sometimes, I think, hold on to a standard that was set a long time ago. Yes, and people do change and people do say, I want a bit of privacy now. Yeah, exactly. I have a right to delete my Twitter, but then people might be like, Where's I mean I'm not famous enough for people to care really, but I care. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But people, you know, people might still see me and think that they have a that they can still get in touch. You know, someone 
in a bar, this didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine who has a sort of quite provocative or sexual social media presence because they, they, you know, they are very sex positive mm-hmm. and they, they feel themselves and that's great. But they go to a bar and maybe someone will recognize them on Twitter and sort of pat them on the ass and they'll turn around and say, how dare you? And they say, oh, but you, you know, on Twitter, mm-hmm. you... You, you love that kind of stuff on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's really interesting. But it's like, no, my Twitter presence is me being that kind of person. That doesn't mean you can grab me on my ass in a bar. And I think people do that as well, that confusion between the persona on social media and the real life. Absolutely. I, I, I also hear a lot of people kind of saying things like people deserve the criticism they get and they deserve to be... Some, sometimes I feel like people are being bullied yeah. and people say that they deserve it because they have a career out of putting themselves out there. But I, I often think, you know, like, actually, this person's career is to be an actress or to exactly. be a musician. And they shouldn't have to sign up to this intense scrutiny, the right. criticism and the bullying just because they want to pursue that thing that just so happens to make them famous. Exactly. I mean, there are certain people who definitely caught the press in to a certain extent more than others yeah but even even if you're calling the paparazzi on yourself which some people do of course even if you're doing that like that doesn't mean that you should be um verbally attacked and assaulted yeah. and called disgusting or, or scrutinized in that way you know if you have if you're launching a beauty line you have to accept that some people will think that it's gorgeous and some people will think it's not you know yeah. you have to accept that sort of level of criticism and if you can't handle that then you probably need to do something else yes but there gosh it's just got so terrible in the last couple of years that level of trolling and people just sort of saying sending these comments out into the ether and I think uh, it's Twitter. I love yeah, Twitter. I, I love do. Twitter, it's but it's my favorite it, it's social media. Really d- dangerous. It's, it can be but dangerous. It's it it is. really is. And these people who have the sort of you know the egg profiles or pictures of people who they are not. Yes, are saying. Ugh. I, I've had before um, um, people send me abuse and it's they will have their profile picture as one of my friends who is also an influencer or a YouTuber or something and they actually adore that person right. and, and I'm sat there thinking that's my friend yeah. you've got them as your profile picture what do you think they would yes, think exactly. if they saw you doing this but it doesn't seem to compute in the no, same way exactly like it's really really evident in sort of stan twitter with people who love beyonce and maybe hate Nicki minaj and so but you know if someone if one person says beyonce can't sing then all the beyonce faces yes will just be like fuck you <laughs> Nicki minaj is a whatever and it Nicki minaj and beyonce have absolutely no, no involvement in this yeah, no yeah. beef whatsoever yeah. but it's just this piling on of stand twitter can be really dangerous as well but it's sometimes it's sometimes it starts funny Sometimes like it starts with a funny meme, and then next minute, and then the next one suddenly into, you're yes. just like you're actually threatening to. I'm going to find out where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. But what I will say is that there are a lot of people putting out lots of positivity into yes. the world, and this is this is my segue oh, into good talking segue. <laughs> about your podcast, which is on the latch. It is, um, and I think oh, I'm going to get the number number wrong. Is it six or it's seven? Six. Six? It used to be seven, but he moved. Oh, so I was right. <laughs> it, it six was, or seven was six correct. Six or seven was correct. We had seven, and then he moved to Reading, which which is a lovely place, but it means he couldn't quite commute in. Um, yeah, so there's now six of us, and it's very, we're all very very different. We met on Twitter, which is another it's just another lovely. thing that Twitter does good yeah. things, and we just kind of get together, and we always disagree, and we have very different life experiences and very di- very different levels of oversharing. <laughs> and you all identify as queer, yes, a queer men or queer just men, queer, yeah, queer, queer men of. Um, 
there are two um john and uh, john and i are the white ones <laughs> sure we just really wanted to make sure there was a diverse expression of of opinion and make you know we we talk a lot about racism in the gay community and on grinder and and that sort of weird profiles of like not interested if you are this sort of person or that yes. sort of person and we take dilemmas and and people get in touch asking for advice and things like that so it's been really really great we well, just finished series three i i i know you cover an awful lot of of, of important and serious topics mm. but uh, i've got written here in front of me that one of the questions that you tackled was can you be vegan and still swallow oh yeah that was a really fun one we <laughs> really really disagreed with that because one of us had recently gone vegan and i we just had this big discussion about because it's an do you know what I mean it's an animal product yeah yeah I, I, I understand what you're saying it's like milk it's sure. like cheese it's like eggs but um, my, not, not that we want to relive the entire episode well, that you've already I mean, done <laughs> but I just I just see it as being vegan is about preventing animal suffering yes exactly that was the eventual yeah. <laughs> conclusion because like, you can have honey as a vegan That's can a, you can you not I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> semen I and will, honey who I, knows what's allowed semen is the is the honey <laughs> of dick it's dick honey <laughs> Very good. We should trademark that. <laughs> but no, yeah, the eventual conclusion was that yeah, we were sort of playing devil's advocate with the new vegan in our group. So we just sort of wanted to see him squirm. And he did. So Very it was good. it was sometimes we just want to introduce something to play devil's advocate. But it was actually, yeah, some people a lot of people got in touch about that. <laughs> Sorry, vegan. <laughs> a lot of self doubting vegans suddenly. Um and I know you also ask your um your listeners to send in their questions yes. and things. And I think you have a, 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 a an, an email address where people can yes. do that so, yeah. so if anyone does want to send you any questions where can they do that uh, they can well we have a curious cat via our twitter which is at on the latch and you can dm us in our instagram which is at on the latch podcast and you can email us at on the latch at googlemail.com amazing and and what is what is the hope for the for the future of the part is it just for fun right yeah now? it really yeah. is just for fun um we just really like getting together and hanging out and talking about our problems and talking about our weeks i think we are you know, we're getting better every time. We, you know, we have some really interesting guests. You know, we had Ollie from Years and Years on. We've had MNEK on, and he was really, really interesting. And I think we just want to get more voices involved and just sort of carry on, really. I don't think any of us have got into it to think that we'll be selling out stadiums and yeah. selling huge merch and stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe well, you never know. You never know. But it, I do think it's lovely that you're all just from a place of doing it as a as a way to form community. Exactly. And to get together. And I've learned and so much as well. You know, I think that it's really important. I think it's sometimes easy to forget that when you are when you are gay, that you kind of forget that there are very many different different kinds of gay people, and you can't and you have to be an ally to all different kinds of gay men yes. and, and any all different kinds of people in the LGBTQ community, and to be educated every time every time I go on and and someone says actually I completely disagree with this and that's why, and you go oh yeah actually I was being really simplistic or reductive yeah. or I was using my personal experience as a sort of blanket term for like all gay experience. And I'm like a white 30 year old gay man. Yeah. Like when it comes down to it, I have it a lot easier than a lot of other people. Um, and it's been really enlightening, actually. I think one one amazing um, example of kind of like 
checking privilege, I guess, and, you know, listening to other people in the community mm. and realizing that we're all different is uh, the UK Black Pride yeah. that has just happened. It was really, really great. I, and we are going to talk about that a lot later in the show. We're going to be talking all about Pride. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up there because I think it's, it's such an amazing thing. Absolutely. Um, so we'll loop back to that later. Um, but we are going to we're going to play a game very shortly. Great. But before we do that, <laughs> let's have a little bit of music. This is Not in California. We have not allowed ourselves to comprehend what failure are you ready for a game, Guy? I am always ready for a game. Amazing. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to play some queers throughout the years. Okay. Um, so in this game, I have five facts in front of me about LGBT plus history. Okay. Some of these are completely true. Okay. And some of them have just been fabricated in my little imaginative mind. Fine. Okay. And you have to decipher which ones are which. Okay, I'll try really hard. Show, show I'm it. really how, competitive how, with these sort of things. How are you on LGBT history? I think I'm pretty decent. Yeah? Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, about, I'm probably going to really prove myself wrong. <laughs> I'm definitely better on, like, UK LGBT okay. history. Sometimes, you know, when Derek Barry was like, nobody died at Stonewall, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, well, interestingly, I, I, I have a bone to pick with this whole thing going okay. viral. Because two people did die at Stonewall, but it was kind of on... It was triggered. The event triggered a heart attack, which caused a car crash, which killed two people. And not so, many people so, know this. So, so people technically, did die at people did die at Stonewall, but it's arguable whether it was the actual yes riot that caused it. Whether it was yeah, just, fake just, just to be pedantic. I'm glad to know that because be I did pedantic. feel very stupid <laughs> when everyone's mocking this drug queen for being like dumb, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that was that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's see. Let's see how you do with these. Okay. Um, so you said you're good at kind of UK based LGBT history I hope so alright let's start with ancient Greece then okay <laughs> great cool <laughs> excellent um, <laughs> olive oil became a popular export from ancient Greece not as a foodstuff but rather as a lubricant its worldwide use in kitchens today can still be traced back to gay men making it popular by using it for anal sex I would say that's true because, at the very least, it would be very good for like wrestling, which I know that they, they would have done. They in enjoyed Greece. a lot, but they also enjoyed a lot of gay sex yes. in ancient. Greece. So I think it would make sense if maybe they oiled up for wrestling and then obviously realised that it oh, could be. Oh, this is useful for other yeah, things. Yeah, segways. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I'm going to say true, but that's very expensive. Olive oil. Well, I mean, maybe, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't then, but like a good, well, good olive oil will cost quite a lot. Of money. And I feel like the caveat of, of, of just you know talking about this is that that I just want to say that people shouldn't use olive oil as no. well because it would dis- disintegrate a condom, condom. Yes. So don't do don't that. Don't actually do it. Don't actually do it. But 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 people did indeed used to do it, and this is in fact true. Great. So well done. Thank you're you very to, much. You're off to a great start. Don't try um, this at home. So, you know, the next time you are, you know, making yourself a nice salad bit of <laughs> olive oil, just think you've got... God bless you for thinking I eat salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one. Uh, many, pa- many people say that using they, them pronouns is difficult and grammatically inaccurate. However, he and she pronouns are actually a relatively new addition to the English language and didn't even exist up until the 1800s. 1800s. Hmm. I would say that is false because I would say that people like... I'm just thinking of like... Like Shakespeare Like Shakespeare. Stuff, you know, there's, there's like there's definite gender pronouns in Shakespeare. I think so too. So 
previous to I mean I wonder if it's I wonder if the fact is true but the date is incorrect maybe so I'm gonna say false you're gonna say false yeah. well I'm sorry to tell you <gasps> that that is incorrect um I'm wow. also confused by this because I mean I, I I've trusted the internet that this is indeed true um but supposedly this is true but I'm wondering if we then later changed or added pronouns to things or maybe we just imagined pronouns yeah in I think may, I mean that's that that kind of shows how irrelevant pronouns are completely yeah you just know that he's referring to he or she or they because you know it's julia or I, romeo i find it fascinating that, that that people think it's it's grammatically inaccurate or, or difficult it's I, absurd. I really i don't think it is at all as if all our lives you know our parents haven't been like who are they yeah yeah exactly who are they? who's that who's, who's that yeah yeah exactly so it's, it's absurd to me if people actually think about it and also you know be a certain type of person you can call their car a she or if they have a boat if they're that kind of person but like heaven <laughs> heaven forbid they have to like reappraise a person yes <laughs> it's just it's baffling to I me mean, I mean with, with animals I do it all the time as well yeah like, when you're in the zoo you don't know the genders no, of the animals no Although someone once was like, all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. I can't remember what that was in. <laughs> I think I believed that for a couple of years of my childhood. I do tend to call a lot of dogs good boys. Yeah, good I, boys. I do go to that. I yeah. will admit that. And cats are bitches. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Our next one. Um, Charles Dickens wrote his famous character, Ebenezer Scrooge, based on the judge that sentenced two of his homosexual friends to death. He believed that everybody should have a chance at redemption and that even the judge could change if he allowed himself to have a little empathy. That's very interesting. Mm. I'm not a huge Dickens fan. I mean, that <laughs> he was a bit of an arsehole to women. But I Dickens bet, was? Yeah, was yeah, he now? Yeah, he was horrible. He had, he had, he had many affairs on his, on his neglected wife. Um, sorry, this Charles. is going historical. Naughty Charles. Um, Did but not know that. I will say true. You think it's true? Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. it is false. I, I mean, I've got the two literature questions wrong, and this is just really embarrassing. However, I did deliberately trip you up here because there is a, like a, an element of, okay. uh, of, of truth to this. So, so the, the truth was that Charles Dickens, well, even if he is a, a shit to women, apparently. Um, <laughs> Sorry was, if you were related to him. He had a lot of illegitimate <laughs> children. There are a lot of you. Um, apparently, he was renowned for being a. a an historical LGBT plus ally um, because not only did he write secret queer characters into his mm. books but also he visited the last two people to ever be hanged for homosexuality in oh, prison he didn't know them he just went and visited them in prison hmm. um, so I guess shout out to Charles yeah, you're shout saying, out, you're saying shout he's out not for a being nice... an ally to the community but <laughs> like I withdraw the, <laughs> withdraw the shout out for all women kind sure, sure. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're two wrong, one right. Mm, you, okay. can, you can you can claw this back. I'm going to try. I, I believe in you. Um, there is not even one single record of Jesus or Muhammad ever speaking out against or preaching against homosexuality. True. Straight in there. Yeah. yeah I just I, I I I found that today, and I was like, you know what? I feel like we need to yeah. uh, to to bring this up because I feel like there's a lot of misrepresentation of what was actually said, and when we talk about absolutely the holy books, etc., and it's just always taken out of context. And when we talk, you know, we'll talk about pride and length later, but the you know the placards that like people hold up with like a half a sentence from the Bible. Yeah, it's obvious. Obviously, that looks. Like someone was saying this mean thing until you read the f sentence that came before it and the sentence that came after it. It's, it's all context. Yeah. 
And any anyway, even if they, even if it was homophobic, it's like we're not anymore. Don't be anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like stop clinging to this yeah, thing. Yeah. Like there weren't cars in the Bible. You drive cars. <laughs> is that your? Is that your? Comeback? Yeah, that's yeah. Car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a car. <laughs> I love it. Put some sandals on and go. Go. You know. No. Okay, you're 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 two out of four. Um, so if you get this last one, I win. We consider that a win. <laughs> um, okay, our final one is: it has never been illegal to be gay in Japan. Historically, a law against homosexuality was tried to be put into place, but samurai warriors seized the capital and forced its government's hand. After taking control of the city for almost nineteen days, they finally relented and agreed that the law wouldn't be passed. That's a really detailed fact. It is, isn't it? To if it, for it to be false, but I think it's false. You do? Why? Is it the samurai warriors? <laughs> <laughs> because I just I I feel like with certain really positive developments in Asia in the last couple of years, I feel feel like I was reading things saying that this, this is the first country in Asia to mm-hmm. do this, or this is the first. So I wonder if. I'm going to say false and I think I'm going to regret it. You are going to say false and you would be absolutely correct. Yes. Um, Again, this one was based on truth. Okay. Um, The truth was that Japan has one of the, has the shortest lived um, law against homosexuality in the world. It only lasted for 10 years between 1873 and 1883. Um, And it was samurai warriors. So um, Because they have a tradition of same-sex relationships. They were very against it and mounted a strong opposition and got it overturned within 10 years. God, what a boring 10 years, though. (laughs) (laughs) Very boring 10 years. If you grew up before and you were like, oh, (laughs) oh, God. This is over, yeah. You'd have such a great party, though, 10 years after. You would, you would. (laughs) Amazing, amazing samurai party. Uh, So you got three right um, and two wrong. So that that is a win. I'll Um, give my English literature degree back, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I know Japan, so that's cool. (laughs) You did well. I'm proud of you. All right, let's have a little bit more music. This is Icy Kim Petras. Bar Radio presents Access All Areas. Our lovely Stephen isn't with us, he's away, but we've flown in someone even sexier. Jack Fowler, Cheers. welcome! We got very excited because we've got another guest, Ricky Garnaccio! <laughs> Hello, Ricky! I'll just call you Ricky. We loved you on Geordie Shaw. Do you miss not doing it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> but I, I, I have to say, Ricky, I loved you when you did Celebrity Big Brother. I mean, that must have been one hell of an experience for you. <laughs> You're glad it's over. It, 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 it Every Thursday, 6 p.m. on Fubar Radio. Let's talk about Pride. Um, I mean, it's been a big year this year. Obviously, it's the 50-year anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, which Mm. is, you know, such a monumentous occasion in LGBT plus history. Um, And there's been, you know, events happening all around the world. Um, But obviously here in London, uh, our hometown, there has been, I think, after last year where we had those TERFs, trans-exclusionary radical feminists, I hate to call them feminists, Mm. um, who kind of seized the parade. I think there's been a lot of kind of... I don't know what the word is. There's tension. 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 Yeah, there is tension. I think. But I think this year, a lot has been done to kind of fix that. Or, or, or you know, it, nothing's going to be fixed overnight. But no. I think steps have been taken in the right direction. Um, 
And I have a lot of thoughts on this, but before I jump, jump into my thoughts, <laughs> I, ju- I just kind of want to hear what, what you think about Pride and London Pride and, and just Pride in general, I guess. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm incredibly glad it exists, obviously. I, I think, you know, whenever, whenever I go, I feel really celebratory and so pleased to be amidst these people and celebrating everyone's differences and everyone's similarities. And... It always really saddens me to see people, you know, people that we were talking about before, the placards, it's just a sort of like fundamental Christian saying that we shouldn't exist. But also it's more, it's most hurtful when it's people who you feel that you should be able to be part of your community. Yeah. So when there are, when there are people who say that they're there for pride to be allies, but they're actually only there to support a very tiny fraction and you know they don't believe that the t should be in in the lgbtq plus and they shouldn't they you know the trans flag is not well is not relevant to them like that really it, it upsets me it yeah, does yeah. and i think sometimes you know that's why on twitter for example you know i i i value debate but i also value blocking and muting yes <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, sometimes yeah, you absolutely. just have to, i sometimes just have to sort of save myself from that from that argument with people I can't I can't there's a, I, I will defend people when I can when I can but also it's also just like I don't even want to give you air, uh, the air of 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 publicity on my Twitter feed I'm not going to quote tweet you and say look at this woman saying this I just I have no time for these people absolutely it's a time for celebration and unity and I just think if you can't join in on that then don't come it's yeah. just sad Absolutely. It hurts my feelings. It does. It's awful. It's awful. I, th- I think one thing, you know, you know, over the past couple of years, I think there have been certain communities and certain issues around pride. I mean, the, the whole corporations thing is, yes. is one big thing. There's yeah. so many people. And I, I'm, I'm kind of mixed about it because I think there is a place for corporations and corporations yes. are important. They help fund it. They help raise money for charity. They do do all these things. But Absolutely. I also understand why people don't want corporations there. Um, and then obviously there's the trans issue. You know, so uh-huh. many people, so many trans people feeling kind of left behind by pride, especially with what happened last year. Yeah. And then there's also people of color and particularly the black community who have felt kind of othered and left out of pride and i think the amazing thing that happened this year was instead of some big corporate brand Mm. leading the parade the parade was led by stonewall uk black pride and mermaids which is a trans charity and i think the amount of flag the amount of trans flags the amount of um the alternative pride flag with the additional black and brown stripe to be inclusive of people of color the amount of those flags absolutely everywhere on every single corner there were people waving those two flags i think more so than yeah, the rainbow flag yeah i really did see a lot i mean it just even in the media coverage later you it was so much more prominent and also i felt that what was more prominent was a presence of allies who aren't necessarily members of the lgbtqt community who just sort of felt that they should be there yes and you know just seeing jade from little mix and leanne from little mix so lovely to so see so lovely yeah. and you know the, the next day they were saying if you're going to be an ally you have to walk the walk and talk the talk you can't kind of like phone it in and say that you're an ally in a media interview one time yeah absolutely and you you have to do something about it and I, I really saw a lot of people a lot of my friends on on instagram and facebook saying here we are in Trafalgar square supporting our friends and i thought that was that just felt like it was happening more this year than yeah. before. And I really loved that as well. It's so, so important. Um, let's talk about um, UK Black Pride. Mm. Um, this is something that Lady Phil launched. Was it two years ago? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, it was in Vauxhall before. So, yes, yeah. and, and then it moved. So, yeah. so now it's in Haggerston, um, which was handily very near my house. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not that new, but it felt really... It, sorry, it is new, but it, it weirdly felt like... It, 
was established and sort of sorted. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like slapdash or like a new, newly realized thing. I went in and felt instantly welcome and it was very organized and you know, there talks over there, music over there, bar over there. And I would love, I would love UK Pride to be a little bit like that. I'm glad there's a march. I'm thrilled the march exists, but I would love it to sort of culminate in a sort of the wa- a walled area like Haggerston Park where yeah. you get search and arrival, you go in, you get a drink, you go listen to a talk, you listen to some music. And I just felt very safe. I think I think one thing that I've heard a lot of people saying is that the sense of community that came out of it. And I yeah. mean, I, that was the first thing that resonated with me as well. Seeing so many people, you know, the, I, I didn't actually go, unfortunately, but like reading on social media and mm-hmm. I went through the hashtag and everything and so many people. And it just seemed like there was this overwhelming sense of togetherness, Yes, which I think is often lost. And it's not a criticism of London. Pride, no, no, no. But I do think it's lost, you know, in a big city with so much happening and so much. It's, it's it's all over the place. Of course. And then suddenly it's all together in one place and it's everyone coming together to celebrate their queerness and, and their blackness, yes. obviously. Um, and I just think that's amazing. And I, it frustrates me because I've seen a lot of people on you know, social media saying, oh, so white people aren't welcome. And it's like you are completely Com- missing the point. Completely. completely missing the point. I felt so welcome. I think really the rule is with anything, if, you know, if you're a straight person going to Main Pride on Saturday... And if you're a white person going to Black Pride on Sunday, just, you know, you go there open as an ally. As long as that's as long as that's what's in your heart, then you are completely welcome. I did not feel like anyone looked at me for a moment and thought, what he's white, why should he be there? Yeah. I felt really, really welcome. As long as you're just sort of there to respect and to learn and to have a nice time. And I think that's all that really matters. Yeah. And it was so much fun. <laughs> I, I think the one thing that I, I really would have loved to have been there for was um, Lady Phil leading the chant, which uh, when we rise, I think yes. was it. Yeah. Um, and just seeing the crowd or chanting that together, and 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 Lady Phil getting so emotional it was amazing. on stage, and and I just see so much gratitude as well from from her from everybody who attended, who just suddenly have this space, and yes, they've created it. Yeah. But just you know that 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 overwhelming feeling of gratitude for we have this space and we're so grateful for it and we're here together it's, it's something really really special it really was like Twitter the next morning you could just sort of just it just felt you were just glowing all day from these people just like celebrating everyone every, when I having been there it was just joyous yeah. it was lovely and what, 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 what do you think the future I, I mean I'm asking are you mm. a white man but you know um, <laughs> what, 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 the future of UK Black Pie do you think it will continue to grow I think it will continue to grow I think that there's always a temptation that someone will approach them and say we'll give you a bundle of money and yeah. if you do X, Y and Z and they'll say it'll, it'll still be Black Pride though It'll just be sponsored by X and... Suddenly it'll change. Suddenly it'll be... change. But I do... I think there's an integrity to it that think... I think that they... I think that they'll have a sort of measured response to saying yes to the right things and then just sort of maintaining. So you can you can grow and succeed, but keep the integrity and keep the core ethos of what it's about. So, you know, a little bit more money is always welcome. It yeah. means you can work on the infrastructure and get even better acts and and get another bar in because the queues were long yeah yeah <laughs> sure get a few extra toilets and, <laughs> you know so it's you know growth is always good but i would i i, I think 
as long as they keep the integrity of it, I think yeah. that's all that really matters. And, and, and I think it will. I definitely think it will keep that. I've also seen like some you know amazing people in the community. Um, Charlie Craggs is one mm. that, that comes to mind. She's an amazing um, trans activist. She's been on this show, um, and she you know she released a clothing line where 100 percent of the profits. Um, we're going to UK Black Pride, right. and I think just seeing things like that from the community—it's—it's it's about people supporting each other, and, I, and I'd like to see more of that scene going forward. And yeah. you know, even to take a little bit of responsibility myself, I'd—I'd lo- I'd love to, you know, do something to support it myself. I just think it's an amazing thing, and yeah, I just—I just hope it continues to grow and be the success that it has Me been. Me too. I hope so too. I think it was a really great day. And yeah. I, you just leave feeling buoyant. It was great. We are gonna um, we're gonna jump into some sex confessions very shortly. <laughs> um, but before we do that, do you have any last thoughts on, on, on Pride as a whole? You know, we we are at this we're at fifty years mm. now of you know it becoming from literally a, a riot yeah. essentially to where it's come today. And I do think we've gone on this amazing journey, and it's it's transformed and it's changed, but. You know, what, what is the future for Pride? Is it just going to be this corporate... It, will it just be diluted and diluted and diluted until it's just nothing but this corporate entity? Or do you think... You know, I do worry about that else? because I think it's it's very persuasive for a brand to say, here's some money and we'll, we'll, we'll support you and we'll, we'll stick to your ethos. It's very persuasive. Um, but I think there has been a turning point in the last couple of years of people sort of seeing through the corporations and the ones who are allies and the ones who aren't. And I think that moving forward, I think that we've kind of reached fever pitch of how many we can fit in. Yes. And I think... That so it going, might go the other way Yeah, now? I think it might go the other way. And it's always about kind of trying to find that mix of party versus protest. And I think... I feel that this year's was a pretty decent compromise between the two yeah it's about finding that like perfect and keeping it as well because we can it. we can find it and lose it yeah exactly like we, we could have gone we could have gone protest 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 for 50 years and yeah. then next year it would be party 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 so yeah it's about finding the balance and keeping it and making money but also not selling out it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one <laughs> it's a tricky one but no i i i think i echo everything mm. you just said i think you know and and i think i hope we will i hope, I hope so we will. right should we have some some music let's have a little bit of oh i love this this is wish you were gay picture this you and me in the morning kissing over the coffee you're pouring are you ready for some sex confessions? I am. Okay, so I thank think. thank you so much to everyone who has sent these in. If you would like to send any in for future shows, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com and we keep it anonymous as well, so we won't read out your name or your details or anything on air. Uh, should we dive right in? Let's. Okay, our first one. How do you find bottoming more comfortable? I want to do it, but keep finding it too painful. Oh, I mean, I, I, could, I could go on. I've yeah, we've <laughs> talked about this for <laughs> Olive oil. No. Um. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Um, I think it's a really interesting question. I think but the first time I bottomed, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Sure. I was like, I thought I was going to die. I was like, this is going to kill me. This is what's <laughs> going to kill gonna, me. This is going to take me out. I couldn't believe that like someone, like some doctor would be calling my mother to say that I'd literally <laughs> been like fucked to death. Um, <laughs> but I think it's about, I, I, it is about practice and it is about relaxation and it is about trusting the other person. And depending on the kind of, you know, poppers are useful for some people, yeah. um, a good lubricant. You know, some pe- I think some people who've never done it before just 
don't try really, without lube. Yeah, which never is try without lube. Obviously, a terrible, silly terrible idea. idea. You know, depending on your age and your kind of like uh, interactions with alcohol, a glass of wine. Sure, <laughs> do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there are all kinds of tactics, and I think it's just practice. And also, maybe buy like a small toy that you can practice on yourself yes, with. Absolutely, and you can, in theory, increase the sizes with each practice session well that's that's that's, so actually, that's expensive <laughs> that's that's actually something i did I, I practiced with a small toy beforehand and the first i mean i had i have had very painful anal sex but the first when i lost my virginity mm. it actually didn't hurt and i think it was because i practiced yeah and also we literally took like three hours building up to it we yes went so 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 that's slowly. the thing um and yeah I think, if you just put it in and obviously it hurts yeah it's about the process but I, I think your answer is is the perfect one though, because I think you know so many people say do this thing, do this thing, this, do this thing, and you might try that thing and it and it, and it doesn't work, it yeah. doesn't fix the problem, and it's not about that. It's about finding what works for you Absolutely. and working through it, and you know, and it, and it does come with time. You know, speak to, speak to any gay man, um, <laughs> it it comes in the There's end. There's a reason we do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. I was once receiving a blowjob and I somehow managed to dislocate the guy's jaw. How did you do that? It's, it's uh, like you must have been. Did, maybe he closed his legs like too tightly yeah. in pleasure or something. Or like if you're like, if you were like really, I guess forcing yeah. yourself against them, you could have like bashed you, their jaw with their your yes. hip bone, perhaps. Yeah, that's. I suppose that's the thing about um, if you kind of switch up the aggression in in or in oral sex or in sex at all. I mean, it's it's you have to sort of be aware of the other person. Like, they're not yes. just, like, this sort of, like, sheath for you to, like, be. <laughs> they're not a sex toy. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just be aware of these people. I mean, a friend of mine at university uh, was receiving a uh, blowjob and his banjo string snapped because it was such a vigorous... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of stories he, like this. And he bled in, you know, in mouth and, like... Oh, but you know, you just be aware of the other person's limits. Absolutely, you know, it's exciting sometimes. You get carried away, but like you don't want to hurt anyone Absolutely. Well, unless they want to be in a sort of consensual and and mutually agreed fashion. <laughs> as long as everybody's agreed and consenting, exactly. But, but yeah, God you know, and broke a dislocated jaw. I think learning to to communicate during sex. And I don't mean like verbally; it doesn't no. have to be verbally all the time. But just learning to like kind of like state what you're happy with, what you're comfortable with, where your limits are. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying you have to sit there and make up, you know, sign language or anything no, like that. But, but it's like just... you just like that sort of like, you know, there's a, there's a sort of range of like even just moans. It's like that's clearly a good moan. And yeah, that is and clearly, clearly a, a bad moan. Stop that immediately. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, in regard, I, I, I mean, I've told this story on air before, but I'm going to do it again. Um, in regards to that, the banjo string mm, thing oh you mentioned, um, I, I, I first heard that for the first time was um, a boy I was dating. He had braces. And he had given somebody else a blowjob and it had got caught in the oh, braces my God. and tore it open. Um, which meant every time he went Those down on me on future, he, uh, I could not get it up because I was so, so scared, scared of, course, yeah. of getting a kind of injury. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the thing that oh, happened. My God. <laughs> you know, orthodontia is good, but... But just, just be, be careful. careful. Be careful. <laughs> uh, I think we probably have time for one more. Let's do... Okay. I had sex with my Uber driver in the Uber. Okay. I hear this all the time. People I hear say, this all the time. Oh, I, had se- I got hooked up with my Uber driver. Oh, I didn't have to pay because I got with my Uber driver. H- how is everyone hooking up with their Uber driver? I just sit in the back in silence. Yeah, I sit in the back in silence. And also, you know, and I... 
num- there's a mechanism to pay. Yes, it's done for you. <laughs> Surely, it's not like you like can... how did he bypass that? Did yeah. he say that he never picked you up in the first place? Wouldn't that get him in get trouble? Exactly. Yeah. Does he give? Like, what's the politics? If it was a if it was a bad lay, do you give him five stars anyway? <laughs> because the Uber rating is obviously so important. Also. I mean, it's it sound initially it sounds sexy, it sounds fun, but also I'm very aware of the fact that I'm locked in this person's car. Like logistically, yeah. Also, it's... like, what time is it? Where does he park? Yeah. So, yeah, someone weirdly, someone told me yesterday that they were on their way to a hookup in an Uber and had sex with the Uber driver, and then we got dropped off for the hookup. And and I'm like, I'm like, that sounds so fun, blah blah blah. But but I'm also like exhausting and. Yeah, didn't I you don't... get sweaty in his car <laughs> and the kind of like faux leather seats on the back of a, an Uber? I just don't think I have it in me to have these kind of like spontaneous no, hookups. No, never do I. And I'm not saying I'm a prude and I don't have an exciting sex life because I try. I, I try. try to, but it's difficult. Some people like to sort of like look at each other and then they're down the alleyway, and I'm like, cool, cool, great, good for you. God. But like people look at me and I'm like, I don't know. Either I don't notice. I'm like, why is that person looking at me? Yeah. I, and that wouldn't be like, you know. I, I was I was on a, a a trip about a month ago with with a couple of guys, um, and we were all staying in the same hotel for this trip. Mm-hmm. And one of the other guys, we all kind of agreed we'd go up to the room for like ten minutes because we didn't have long okay. to like quickly like freshen up, like fix your hair, that kind of thing. So we all go upstairs for ten minutes, and we all come back down. And one of the guys had like managed to meet somebody and have sex with them in that time, and I was like. Part of me was like, are you lying? But I, I really don't think he was. Well, part of me is like, that's so cool. And part of me is like, 10 minutes, really? Ten God, <laughs> like, you yeah, know, we're talking, we talked earlier about like, kind of like, you know. The, building the, up. Building and, up yeah. the process. Like, but that's like a look down into the, down into the hotel room and in Quick out. One, like, that's boom, not done. pleasurable for me. Um, it's a li- it's, you know, sexy. It's kind of like, that is kind of titillating to me. But God, like, I'd be like. 10 minutes 10 minutes at the very least I'd be 10 minutes late as well I like an overnight I do I like an overnight same I get really annoyed when they're like bye yeah I'm like no cuddle 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 time (laughs) and you were in a hotel as well it's like yeah like the perfect opportunity someone will make the bed tomorrow that isn't me (laughs) what a pleasure Uh, I just I was getting so so carried away with this we're right at the end of the show Oh. Um, <laughs> so tell, tell, tell us again about uh, the podcast where can people listen ah, people can listen to it on iTunes and Spotify uh, just basically follow the links on Twitter so just go to Twitter at On The Latch and go from there amazing well I've, I've enjoyed chatting to you it's um, been a pleasure so thank I'm definitely going to go listen and I can't wait to hear more of your thoughts I mean <laughs> there are a lot <laughs> you've been an amazing guest thank you so much thank you um, I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Boys in the Street A Great Big World When I was younger, my daddy told me I would You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.